everybody, and welcome to the Brainal Geekage Podcast. My name is Joshua Cox. And I am Brent Tisno. And we together are Brainal Geekage. Yep. That's it. Short and sweet today. Yep, Brent, yep. it's a nice shirt, boy. Yeah, thank you. You have a nice shirt, too. Yeah, you like this? this yeah. This is um, authentic bootleg tool tour shirt. <laughs> authentic bootleg. Yeah, this is an official tool bootleg. So I'm, I'm rocking a tie-dye tool shirt with, like, the Fear Inoculum cover just slapped on it. And it doesn't even say Fear Inoculum at the bottom. It says Tour 2019. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, the tour dates on the back are written in some kind of, like, Grateful Dead, like, Jerry Garcia kind of freaking font. Something that Tool would never use. Yeah, I... I... Well, but, uh, you know. <laughs> but uh, Tool recently came to Houston, and Renee went with a friend of hers. Uh, and she brought back this shirt, and I stole it today. So that's the story behind that. Also, Tool came out with a new album, so they're touring for for that. Uh, new album's that's pretty good. half our jokes right there. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, no more, no more. When's the new Tool album coming out? Well, it happened. Yeah. It happened, and we actually weren't podcasting when it happened. Yeah, I know. Because it's been out, what, two months now? Uh, I don't know it's my... Like the end of like the end of August? August yeah. 28th or something? Do you want me to check that? I can. Nah, nah, we don't need okay. to check that. Okay. <laughs> uh, we've, been, we've been busy, man. We've been busy. Uh without the pains of doing all the, like, recap as to what we've done, been doing over the last, like, two years, we've been busy, man. That's why there yeah. haven't been any podcasts. <laughs> but we're eager to come back to it because, uh, really, honestly, I just miss bullshitting with you, boy. Yeah, yeah. And now we got this. This this works. Yeah, so we're actually not in the same room right now. We figured out uh, through the magic of, you know, the Internet, how to just do this remotely over Discord. And, uh, yeah, I think this is kind of like the test episode of that format. So if this episode ends up sounding like garbage or however it comes out isn't great, uh, you know, fucking, I'm sorry. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> also, Josh is going to be editing audio now. Yeah, I'm going to be, uh, like, editing the whole fucking thing, basically. God forbid this ever comes out on video. Like, there is a video <laughs> version of this, but I think I look like garbage right now. Yeah. Um, you know. Although, it would be a shame to leave out the Jeff Goldblum uh, background. Yeah, you know. But if you want But it's see... mentioned on film now. It's, it's, so if you, you, we don't get it out there on film. It's mentioned. It's well, the Jeff, the Jeff Goldblum background does exist. It exists yeah. uh, on my Twitch channel. If, if, oh, yeah. If you go... Tune into twitch.tv slash Josh Cox. That's right. Me, baby. Uh, I have a Twitch as well. I'm yeah. twitch.tv forward slash guitartis. Uh, I like that you're like, you're thinking about it. What is it? Yeah, I've never said that out loud. <laughs> I've typed it a lot, but I've never said it out loud. Um, so, yeah, man, we've been doing the Twitch thing lately, and uh, it all kind of culminated. Um, this past Saturday, uh, for extra life, uh, I did the 24 hour or it was supposed to have been a 24 hour Mario marathon, uh, raising money for extra life. And Brent was kind enough to come over and 
help out with a good portion of that. Brent, what did we play? Uh, I remember playing, let's see, we played uh, some, uh, we briefly played Mario Maker. Yeah. Uh, we, we played uh, some, uh, well, uh, we played my some, brain. We played some random ass, like, ROM hack of Super oh, Mario yeah. World that yeah, some I guy forgot sent about us. That. Yeah, and that I'm trying to remember. That didn't go so well. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the, uh, the, 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 the Mario board game. My brain just won't let me have I'll that. F- figure it out. Figure it out. I'll, I'll sit here. I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> Mario Party. There you there go. We go. There we go. Holy crap! Isn't there a way to? I'm I'm playing I'm I'm casually playing Hitman in the background here. Just you're playing having... Hitman while we're having a podcast. Yeah, just like casually. I'm having Brent I'm in Tisdale. the I'm in the starter starter world because this is like actually Hitman two, but mm. with like the, the re rebooted uh, intro. I'm just trying to remember how to play this game. I haven't played it in forever. I'm thinking about playing it on a stream, but yeah. Uh, so I'm just like trying to remember the controls because it's been forever since i played this man i uh i've got an idea to start streaming xbox uh because i know you can do xbox natively from the console i just really don't like twitch's integration on the console right uh i don't either so i'm gonna do it the same way that i do the switch but uh i'm gonna run another cat 5 cable over here basically so that my internet you know, is is as good as it can be on both system and computer so that everything's running smoothly. Yeah, I'm eventually that is eventually gonna be my ultimate goal is to use a capture external capture box. I'm actually looking at getting a new one with them. So, you know, honestly, now that I've kind of like ironed out the kinks with this, I think this is this is working for me for now. I'm podcasting. <laughs> what did she say? Uh, uh, you're definitely DC. Hey, can you shut the door? <laughs> yeah, get out of here. We don't want to hear you. <laughs> what was she saying? She was asked. Cole asked her if she or one of the two asked him which one was Marvel or DC, and 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 Cole said she was definitely DC. I I, I wasn't there for the whole conversation. Um, I'm definitely a Marvel boy. Me too. I'm I'm Marvel. There's only a couple of things that I really like from DC, and it's all mostly Batman related. Yeah. There's like Batman uh, and Joker, which is like awesome, right? Batman right, right, right. pretty much his whole spiel, uh, and then there's like the Flash is one of the greatest superheroes ever created, and then that's about it. I'm all about Spider Man. See, and yeah. So- as far as Marvel goes, there's so much there. And Spider-Man's just fucking amazing. Literally, oh, he's, he's the amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, he, he literally is. <laughs> but I, yeah. I, I, I kind of find it interesting that, you know, there were so many... Stan Lee really liked his um, alliterations. Right. So, you know, we ended up getting that with Peter Parker. Peter Parker. Uh, but, you know... We had the Invincible Iron Man, right? And we had the right. Fantastic Four. Uh, but then it was Amazing Spider-Man. They did end up having a series called Spectacular Spider-Man. Though. Yes, they did. Yeah, they did. Yeah, it's... um, I, I love almost everything Spider-Man related. Just just about everything Spider-Man related. I, 
Did you ever read Web of Spider-Man? It was annoying how many different Spider-Man series there were running concurrently. Uh, yeah, there up. were a bunch that, and that, and you know, you'll find a lot of big Spider-Man fans really only followed one at a time. Right, man, it's it's hard shit to keep up with, man. And the Clone Saga, yeah. like whenever I was a kid, and like the Clone Saga was a thing, they they spanned the Clone Saga across at, at least Amazing Spider-Man, Spectacular Spider-Man, and Web of Spider-Man, um, and then just those three series. Moving into the 2000s, Ultimate Spider-Man became a fucking thing. <coughs> yeah, and, and, and then they, then they threw in some good. they threw in some strange stuff like Spider-Man 2099 and stuff along the yeah, way. Yeah, and then you had like all your spin-off Spider-Mans. Yeah, I never, what ifs were? Got I never confused. got into Spider-Man 2099, but you know one of my favorite moments of television history. Um, because of how I feel about Spider-Man 2099. I'm not right. a fan. I'm just going to throw that out there. I'm not a fan of Spider-Man 2099. Spider-Man, for me, is Peter Parker or Miles Morales, if you if we're talking Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, uh, so 2099 was just like, what the fuck is this? Uh, didn't care for it. Um, but there's, um, uh, like, did you ever watch the show... Legends of the Hidden Temple. No, I did not. Okay, so. I, I know what you're talking about, but no, I did not watch that show. So there's a Nickelodeon game show called Legends of the Hidden Temple, and like one of the kids on the show that was playing on the show, uh, the host Kirk, Kirk or Kurt, I don't remember his fucking name. Uh, the host asked the kid, he's like, oh, so you like comics. What's your favorite comic? And he's like, Spider-Man 2099. It's like, <laughs> fuck you, kid. Nobody's favorite comic is Spider-Man 2099. <laughs> um, I, I actually... I don't know why that memory has stuck with me all these years. <laughs> I actually have a weird memory of, of, of Spider-Man 2099 for the simple fact that I uh, got a subscription... For Marvel Comics, and it was one of the ones I picked, and it never came. <laughs> it was the one that never came. I got a bunch of other like Marvel Comics, and that one just never came. So I just <laughs> never became a fan of it because they just didn't send it to me. <laughs> you absolutely have to excuse me for coughing into the freaking microphone as much as I am. Sick as a dog. Sick as a dog. We decided to bring back the podcast while I'm sick as a fucking dog. Yeah, you know what's funny is uh, I think the last time we were on the podcast, one of us was sick too. That may be true. Um, I gotta stop leaning on this table; it's just squeaking and shit. Uh, but really, the you know, the real reason why I brought you here, Brent, is to talk about the spooky. The paranormal. Ghosts. <laughs> okay, this is something you brought up earlier, and I'm kind of curious. Yes, um, I, need to, I need to talk to you about ghosts. This is extremely... Um, gosh, this is extremely uh, last-minute addition, too, because it, it's just right before the podcast. Renee and I were talking about ghosts. Uh she is more prone to believing ghosts, and I am an ardent skeptic. 
where do you stand on ghosts, man? Do you believe in ghosts? Or, um, or are I, you anti-ghost? I, I'm neither. I have more of a a scientific thought process is that there that I, I can't deny that there have been people that have seen these things, so they must exist. But I believe that there's some sort of science that can explain why. See, and I'm I'm about on that fence. Uh, so my science explanation doesn't leave a whole lot of room for ghosts existing. Okay. It's uh, not to say that I don't want to believe right, right. that ghosts exist. Uh, I just don't think that they do. Uh, most of the evidence has pointed to the contrary. Um, but one of my common speaking points about like debunking ghosts is uh, uh, something called negative frequencies. Have you heard about the negative frequencies? No. It's basically, it's infrasound. Okay. Okay. Uh, So these are frequencies that the human ear isn't supposed to hear. Okay. Okay. But there's a certain uh, infrasonic frequency that fills us with like anxiety and like panic and like a sense that somebody is there. It like fucks with us on a like physical uh level okay Uh, and a lot of places that are haunted tend to be places that have this resonating infrasonic frequency okay all right Mm -hmm. so what i found moments before the podcast started um is a video on youtube and it is 12 hours of the ghost frequency so I kind of I'm kind of tempted to put it on and go to sleep with it. <laughs> Just to see what happens. Do you think that this is a good idea or a bad idea? <sighs> I'm gonna tell you this straight For up. For science, science, great idea. I'm gonna tell you this straight up. And this okay. is Mr. Skeptic right here. Okay. Okay. I listened to it for about five minutes and I didn't like it. <laughs> I was oh. not I was not feeling it. Oh and and I Again, there are yeah. scientifically speaking, there are sounds that aren't good for you. Right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, they they can make you nauseated and sick and stuff. And that's, and that's where yeah. like I was going with it because like yeah. it, it felt in the pit of my stomach. Now I don't know if that was me making like you know building myself up to it. There is an element of human suggestion to like people believing in ghosts and shit. Right. But this, I went into it thinking like, okay, I'm going to listen to this frequency and see what happens. See if I feel any of this shit. And then I'm listening to it. And then I do. And I'm like, all right, well, this is bullshit. And I turn it off. Okay. Yeah. Uh, But then I also realized that I wasn't listening to it as loud as I could have been. Right. So then I turned it all the way up. And my God, it is just... It's unsettling, uh, just because it sounds like it. It's hard to describe what it sounds like, but it's kind of like a hel- helicopter blades, very bassy and like whoop, 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 in the ear. Okay. And it's just not comfortable to listen to. <laughs> um, 
So I kind of want to do that as an experiment and uh, come back with the results. Uh, might make Renee do the same thing. Maybe Renee will see the ghost. She she believes in ghosts, or at least right. is more open to the idea that ghosts are a thing. And, and of course, I'm just not about it. We watched an episode of Ghost Adventures today. Right. Have you ever seen Ghost Adventures? I've heard of it. Oh, boy. <laughs> it, like, it more or less sums up everything that I hate about ghost hunting. Right. But, uh, but at the same time, it makes me want to go ghost hunting. But then Renee ghost- doesn't want to go ghost hunting. Will you go ghost hunting with me? I would go ghost hunting. Yeah? Yeah, I'd okay. go ghost hunting. So here's the idea. Yeah. Check it out. We go ghost hunting. But also, we, re- we record a podcast in a haunted place. Hmm. While playing a scary game. Okay. Done deal. It's a okay. date. We just got to find a haunted building. Right, right, right. We well, I mean, you know, where we live, there's actually not. It's not going to be that hard. Isn't the isn't the auditorium at Conroe High haunted? Uh, in, in theory, yes. Because uh, I've heard. Well, I don't know if that's in poor taste to say, but but it's true. Somebody was murdered there. Yes. Uh, like fifty years ago. Not anytime yeah. recently. Don't worry, anybody. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, where we live, too, I mean, you know, there's been a long history of a lot of things happen here, just in general. We've had a serial killer within Houston. We've had, you know, Civil War was here. I mean, we've had, you know, the revolution, the Texas Revolutionary War happened near here, you know? There's, so. like, a common theme, I feel, with, like, haunted ghost sites, and it's a lot of them are prisons. How do you feel about haunted prisons? I don't know. I, I mean, like I said, you know, I, I take ghosts with, with science, a pinch of science. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So, it's, so you know, it, it one ghost is going to be the same as any other ghost. The, 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 if there's something measurable there, there's something measurable there. If there's not, there's not. It doesn't matter wh- where it is. See, and then that's, that's my whole thing is like, okay, so with the ghost adventures, guys, they're just like holding up a tape recorder and, and then getting ghost talk. I guess. Right, and it doesn't even really sound like human speech, but then they're subtitling it like it definitely sounds like human speech. But then there's also this thing that they have. It's like a box that they left in a room with a little screen on it, and I guess it just picks up words from the environment. Uh, oh yeah, okay, yeah. The the this that old older show, similar show. Ghost Hunters had one of those. Like, what the fuck is that shit? That's just bullshit, though. Right? Like... I, I You know, I don't know. There's a lot of science to say that there's things that are happening around us that we don't see. All, you know, not necessarily, like, ghosts, but, like, you know, sub-dimensions of the universe kind of stuff. That's, there's scientifically backed stuff about that. You know what I'm saying? Sure, I suppose. I am more the, willing to accept the existence of interdimensional beings than ghosts, as we accept ghosts yeah. in their current form, like they're or even dead shared people. dimensional beings. Sure. <sighs> so that's that's what we got to do. So by next Halloween, because Halloween just passed. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. By next Halloween, we're gonna have a haunted space for us to do a haunted podcast while we play a haunted game. 
Maybe the game's not haunted. Maybe it's just a scary game. <laughs> We're going to play a haunted game. Let's go dig up E.T. But... <laughs> Nah, man, we gotta find one of those uh, like creepy pasta games, like Sonic yeah. EXE or whatever the fuck. Yeah, 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 totally, totally. Is there I a Ring the video game? I can't get behind the creepy pastas. Are you into like the creepy pasta uh, scene? It depends upon what it is, because so, some of them are really well written, and that's that. You know, you know, we're writers. We should sure. be able to appreciate writing. You know, and like like uh, Slenderman's well written. I mean, it's a yeah. cobbled together writing, but it's well written. You know, there's a good there's a good history there, and yeah. So sometimes creepy pastas come out, and I'm like, oh, that's that's pretty clever. And then sometimes it's like, it's like meh. <laughs> Just as a production side note, which means yeah. that this line will probably get cut. The less you speak directly into your microphone, the more yeah. I pick up like distortion, like digital distortion, like from the fact okay, that we're talking my, over the internet. My mic is like. Right, exactly. So whenever you're like turning to like face okay. the camera, uh, it makes it less so. As a matter of fact, I'm just going to move my camera right in front of my microphone. Oh, that's, okay. that's what I'm going to do. Uh, but now, of course, you got to look at this fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why mine wasn't theirs because I wasn't sure how. Yeah, I definitely hear you a lot clearer okay. and with less distortion whenever you're speaking directly at it. Got it. Okay. But, um, fuck, what are we talking about? Creepy pasta. Creepy pasta. Hang What's... on, before you do that, I'm gonna move Mike a little bit, just a little bit. Okay, yeah, I'll do it. Uh, there we go. How about that? Yeah. Better? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, what's your favorite creepy pasta? Uh, honestly, Slenderman. I can, I can get behind the Slenderman. Cause, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, my problem with Slenderman is that Slenderman ain't ever been done real solid justice uh outside of like the original you know context with which he was created we right. had a slender man movie produced by sony totally sucked ass yeah i haven't seen it i've been i was told it was awful so i just didn't that's pretty shit man like uh, and i didn't you know i didn't expect much going in but the movie more or less started like uh Oh, you know what we should do is uh, there, there's this thing going around on the internet. It's the Slender Man. Like, basically, it was a creepypasta, right? Right, right. But there was a website with a video, and it was like, okay, but seriously, you guys, you shouldn't watch this video because, like, crazy shit happens. Like, you know, the ring, more or less. Right, 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 right. And then they just watch this video, and then Slender Man haunts them and kills them and shit. It's mm -hmm. like, okay, so like how how many things are just wrong with that as a premise in of itself? Where like a video where Slender Man will just haunt you and kill you and shit is just like basically on YouTube. It's like on yeah. dark web YouTube. Uh, the the uh, I'm trying to remember is the finding the pages thing the original premise? The finding the pages thing was part of uh, the game slender okay uh so no the no. original the original premise just kind of left itself open for a lot of interpretation right, right. so you have slender man and kids would disappear and slender man would appear in like the backgrounds of like photos and shit yada 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 it was more or less short sweet bullshit you know 
keep an eye on your kid's kind of fucking tale. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Uh, and it was created oh. by, like, some guy named Serge to Victor Serge to do, like, it was a contest for some website that I can't remember at the time or at the moment. Uh, it was created as a contest to, like, create a new paranormal fucking thing like Bigfoot or the Loch Ness Monster. Right, 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 right. And then from there, you know, because nobody owns that. I mean, technically, Victor Serge created Slenderman, uh, but he doesn't have, like, a copyright on it or anything. Uh, you know, people interpreted it in all kinds of ways. And a, one of the popular ways that it got adapted was a YouTube series called Marble Hornets. And Marble Hornets was, like, film student kids were, like, making this movie uh they're like student film or whatever and Slenderman starts appearing in like the background of their student film and the director of the film becomes like increasingly reclusive and shit and then like disappears so one of the actors that was working on the movie with him starts like investigating why he's gone and where he's gone and shit and Slenderman fucking madness ensues you know he finds like notes notebooks and shit of like scribbles and drawings and a lot of what i would say is modern slender man lore yeah kind of came out of marble hornets with like you know the slender man drawings and shit like people obsessing and like slender man distorting uh right. video camera footage and shit like that and then slender the eight pages came along the video game and uh man what a great game yeah, Firstly, it's a good the the original Slender the Great Game, uh, the Eight Pages was a great game. Uh, Slender the Arrival kind of took that original concept, made by the same people. It was like, okay, we like your game, we're gonna give you a budget, and then they fleshed it out into a longer game, which was you know pretty decent for what it was. And I, actually, I, think... I feel like borrowed a little bit more from Marble Hornets because the guys that worked on Marble Hornets ended up working on that version of Slender, Slender the Arrival. I think so far my favorite, and and I don't know who makes it, but is a stop it slender, where stop one it, person. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I feel like stop it slender is like a Gary's mod. A I think G-mod it is, mod, isn't it? I, I think it is, <laughs> but it's 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 funny as hell. You get it's it, I it kind of predated all these like uh, uh, Dead by Daylight games too. So it was kind of it kind of was one of those kind of things where somebody plays the bad guy, and then everybody else has to yeah. run from the bad guy, and. I, and I, I, I love that game. Man, I tell you what, Dead by Daylight has changed and evolved so much since we were, like, last super into it. Yeah, oh, there's a lot man. of new stuff. I really want to get back into it because it's such a fun game, but there's so it much is. new bullshit. We should stream it together. <clears throat> oh, we should totally do that. Yeah. All right, so I... we're announcing that right here on the, <laughs> on the return episode of the podcast. Dead by Daylight's coming back. We don't have any of the, any of the new DLC. No, we don't. No. Uh, um, yeah. That's gonna cost money. I, I have to bring. I know. I have to bring a side note here. Okay, so it's always an annoying thing whenever you have a, a phone and you try and type bad words, and it's like, nah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna let you type that bad word. I'm gonna put this in here instead. Yeah, my autocorrect fucking hates me. My autocorrect just did the opposite to me. I was trying to say shut the door, and it said shit the door. Shit the door. I just shit the door, man. And I'm like, of all the times, I've been 
I've been trying to type shit for like in like a dozen posts and like uh, messages, and this is the first one where it just like nah, I'm gonna actually do that for you this time, and I'm like no, learn wrong phone, learn wrong. <laughs> Mine was like autocorrecting your kid's name. Like I was trying to text you the other day. Oh, or mine shit, still right? does Where that. It was like Cole. Yeah, it and, tries uh, to take change it to other things. To something totally different. It's like no, fucking just do what I typed. Uh, my favorite is uh, I'll type his name and it'll come up as joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm like really. <laughs> They're like, we saw that you typed Cole, but did you mean joke? Yeah. You might have meant it, joke. A lot of it has to do with the fact that we spell his name with a K, so it does not want to accept that as a word. I think I think if you capitalize something. Yes, if I capitalize it. And then it's followed by gibberish, no matter what right. the kid's name is or a person's name is, autocorrect should be disabled. Yes. Because it should now, if recognize I capitalize... that that's going to be a name. And sometimes yeah. people got fucked up names. Yeah, they do. If I capitalize it on my phone, it gen- in general leaves it alone. Doesn't matter what it is, even if I do it on accident. It, yeah, absolutely, it absolutely won't try and autocorrect anything that's all caps. It's like, nah, that's nah, not a word. Nah. If I double click on it and make it enforce it, it'll do it. But if, it, if I'm just typing all caps, it's like, I'm, not, I'm just, that's it's up to you, buddy. <laughs> I don't care if you typed all that wrong. So, uh, I just want to go way back to the beginning because we got we got sidetracked by the ghosts. I had to talk about the ghosts. The ghosts. The ghosts. Um, but yeah, we played twenty four hours ish of Mario on game day for Extra Life, November second. Uh, did pretty did pretty well. We beat three Mario games that day, which yeah, you did. makes me sad a little bit because I wanted to beat more than three. Uh, but we beat Super Mario Land for the Game Boy. We beat Super Mario World for Super Nintendo. And we beat Super Mario Brothers 3. Uh, we played the Switch version of that. Uh, but I dragged, I managed to drag Daniel through Super Mario Brothers 3. So I think that's probably yeah. the first yeah. time he's seen that one through to the end. So um, at about 8.30, I had to go home, and y'all were still playing Mario Party whenever we were doing our stream. Yeah. So how we, much longer did y'all do that? We did We did the round of Mario Party that had you in it, and then we did one round of Mario Party after that. So there's two games of Mario Party, both of which are going to end up on YouTube. Yeah, they soon. were good games. I... uh. I finally have downloaded all of the extra life footage. We have 19 hours of footage um, across everything because we made it about 19 and a half hours uh, for the stream as a whole. Uh, right. Didn't quite make it to the 24, but man, uh, I did learn this about myself. I can play Mario in my sleep. <laughs> yeah. There is legitimate footage of me playing Super Mario Land 2. Uh, in my sleep, I'm playing while sleeping, and Mario's just jumping around, shooting fireballs at nothing. Uh, <laughs> it's it's pretty it's pretty interesting to watch. <laughs> and, Renee and you... Renee watched it, and she was like, "You have a problem." <laughs> it, it it harkens back to our old Let's Play days, which we got to get back into too. We got to get some Let's Plays out, but uh, 
I, th- it really I, I think the days of the Let's Play might be done. We might just be streaming, boy. Well, no. I, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to hit the mic. Um, <laughs> no, I want to. I, I do want to do some Let's Plays. There's some games that are just not streamable, but are worth oh, see, doing. I don't even care about that. Like, I'm not approaching streaming from a from really a reasonable streamer's point of view because I'm playing like fucking Game Boy games and shit, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm just playing whatever the fuck I want to play. And then, you know, whatever it turns out to be is what it's going to be. If it ends up being more like a Let's Play style video, sure, what the fuck ever. Uh, if it's um, something I do... where I can interact with the audience like Mario Maker where they're like dropping me levels and shit, that's awesome right. too. I do know me and Nick are going to put together our own personal Let's Playing channel. I mean, it'll be associated with the with the brain leakage, but it's going to be me and her and Nick and Cole doing things. You know, there's going to be some games that I really want to pre-record and put up on the YouTube channel. I'm also going to put some of my me and Nick's stuff because I've been saving it all to my laptop. So yeah, I've been thinking I've been thinking about just like recording off stream, but it's just so goddamn convenient to record on stream. Like, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to edit anything, really. Like, all I'm doing is editing for time. Yeah. Cutting down a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, I, I do need a better computer to edit, which is why I haven't already done it. That's, yeah, I can see that. Um, they have some um, new free video editing for, for software that I need to look into, too. And I'm going to get that going here soon because they say it's pretty uh, lean, so it doesn't kill your computer quite as bad as some of the stuff used to. I'm pretty happy to have inherited the computer that I inherited because without it, all this shit that we've been doing with like the streaming and the, now we're doing the podcast right now. Uh, right. Just wouldn't have even fucking been possible. I actually need to bust out this uh, desktop that I have in my uh, attic up here and look at it because it may be a good streaming computer. Might it? How old is it? I don't know. It's a Dell of some sort, and I need to look at it. it's. It's it's not going to be the gaming computer. It's I mean, just going to be look, straight streaming. I'm going to tell you right now: a good streaming computer is also a good gaming computer, just because you need the solid CPU, you need the solid GPU, you know, and the RAM. Yeah, it's it's. I know it's got got the RAM for it. I think it's got eight. Well, I'm I'm talking like. I don't know what I'm rocking in this computer right now. I think I'm actually, I think I've got 16 gigabytes in this computer. I might upgrade it to 32. Uh, also, I'm not going to get a card. Everybody's, everybody I've been kind of researching says, don't worry about the cards. Get the external one with a better USB. You know, they, got... they, they do have that. Um, that's, that's hit or miss, man. Uh, honestly, because like USB C and USB three are great and everything, yeah. but having an integrated card, uh, again, it just comes down to convenience. Yeah, well, I mean, also the external too makes it where it's if you in a pinch need to stream, like say somewhere else, a laptop's a lot easier to drag around than a desktop. That's true, but I would also say that the box itself doesn't take a hundred percent of the streaming uh workload on it. Because right, I've tried right. to stream from my laptop with this box and it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know. In a pinch, mostly, though, I'm not going to be... Well, yeah, I guess I would only be streaming if in a pinch. I wouldn't be recording in a pinch. I would just pre-record if I was going to have any recordings. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's something to try. I suppose. Yeah. I think... I uh, think... I think both of us... You know, and I saw this. Now that I was about to say it, I actually saw a place that exists that it's like... But there's a place that exists, it's a store, and it's basically a -a Build-A-Bear for a fucking computer. Oh, yeah. And it looks awesome. And I want to go there. (laughs) You know, you can basically do that at Fry's. You can, but, you know. You know, they don't have a little (laughs) (laughs) Build-A-Bear. But I I do want, in the long run, I do want a computer that it's dedicated to the streaming side of things because i'm going to be streaming an xbox a pc uh eventually a playstation a switch i'm going to be streaming all those things and i'd like to have a gaming pc of my own just like just the gaming pc that's not attached to the streaming pc you were just listing a bunch of stuff and my brain went to patrick (laughs) from spongebob some roast beef some chicken a pizza (laughs) but yeah I i want just a machine that stays it put that that's all it does is stream yeah and and record you know stream and record there's um there there's an argument to be made for like a dual monitor setup and shit like oh i'm definitely doing dual monitors there's something about you know having the two monitors takes it divides the workload between the gpu and the onboard uh gpu so i don't know i can't do it because my computer and this tv don't want to get along uh oh i have tried hooking this hdmi out yeah to to this uh tv it's a tv it's not a monitor that could right, be, right, right that could be an issue um uh, you know i've well i also have hdmi out on this laptop but this laptop plays pretty nice with just about anything yeah, I do have another port on my uh, video card though uh, for Display Port, so I still might be able to do dual monitor. Um, run I've been reading about Display Port. Yeah, I've, I've been reading about excuse me Display Port. They make a converter for Display Port to HDMI that works just great. It's well, just a cable. Well, I mean, if I ran a Display Port, I could do Display Port to the monitor and then HDMI right, to right, the right. TV. Yeah, I mean, yes, definitely. But yeah, I'm just I'm just saying like. Uh, if you had two HDMI only imp- uh, t- monitors, the DisplayPort makes a cable that just is HDMI. I tell you, I'm really happy to have found like a compromise, a workable solution for the um, what am I trying to say? For the the capture box and doing the consoles, uh, because streaming the Switch has been my favorite thing. Yeah. There's oh, I need to... so much, so much content there. I haven't even That's gotten the into the Goose thing. Game. Everybody's played the Goose Game by now. The but... Goose Games does sound like fun. Um, I, I watched some people playing that. That looks that looks hilariously fun. See, um, I didn't I... want to plunk down on the Goose Game because Markiplier played through the Goose Game, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he did a whole video <laughs> where he played through the the main aspect of the Goose Game from beginning to end and Dave watched it because Dave would watch it and he'd be like, I want the good game. And I'll be like, the oh, good yeah, game? you know, whatever. We'll just watch this fucking video. 
you know, save us the money. Right, right, right. But then he beats it, and then there's like a million new things to do in the game that he didn't end up recording and like mm-hmm. putting out there. So it's like, ah, oh, fuck, now I gotta buy it, because I want to do right? that shit. Yeah. I need the game, too, and just really do. Because I, I watched several uh, YouTubers play it, and I'm just like... It's not that bad. It's just... only like 15 bucks, 20 bucks or yeah. some shit. It's, it, it's... it's also on PC and the, it's on PC and the Switch. Here's what I need from House House, the developers that made it. Okay. I need um, Untitled Goose Game sequel uh, to have two-player Goose co-op. Yes. I want oh. two people being dick gooses at the same time. It's too bad it's not on Xbox and we could like split the controller. What are you talking about? Take the controller. Well, gotcha. Okay, okay. Yeah. I guess you could do that on the You could do that on the Switch. Yeah, each yeah, person you just take a Joy Con. Yeah, that would just be that would be interesting. <laughs> it's actually easier to do it. Yeah, it's it not a Switch but it's, literally it's, has the controller split. Yeah. Didn't even, uh, I don't even know why that didn't cross my brain. But yeah, it, it looks like a really fun game to, to play just in general. And it would be fun to uh, stream too because there's just like comedy just all over that game. Just... Yeah. But yeah, uh, uh, the, the, the reason I've been hesitant to stream from this laptop is I don't want to bake it <laughs> because it's also my work computer. Sure. Yeah, so th- that's why I've been hesitant to mess with it for streaming. That's why I'm thinking about getting a desktop down. As you're talking, as you're talking to me, I'm I feel like I'm very dangerously sticking my fingers into holes in the back of my computer that I just realized that I've never stuck my fingers into. Yeah, the, the computers have power supplies, dude. <laughs> well, they're they're cable management holes. I imagine. I imagine that's what they're there for. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to stick my finger in there too far yeah. and get clipped by a fan yeah. or some shit, or something. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of the Tool album, you and I have listened to it probably enough to have some opinions about it. What do you think? Sure, man. I think it sounds like Tool, which is yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely a correct thing that I can say about it. Yeah. Um, I think on the whole, there's... it's good, but I don't think it's anything revolutionary. Uh, no. There's some stuff in there that's new. I will say there is some stuff in there that's new for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, some stuff that they've brought in from other projects that they've done on other stuff, uh, especially Maynard. Maynard pulled in some a perfect circle style vocals into this. Yes, yeah. Maynard Maynard went on a little <clears throat> journey. Uh, I was actually surprised that Maynard didn't really scream very much on this record. No, he at didn't. All. No, he didn't. Uh, this is a very mellow vocal album. Yeah, this is Tool. If you want to chill, man. Yeah. If you want a Tool uh, album to chill to, which used to be my like contrast between Tool and A Perfect Circle, I would listen to A Perfect Circle more because on the whole, A uh, Perfect Circle was a little more mellow, a little more chill. Right, right, right. Uh, um, so I do I like will, that aspect of it. I will say one of the interesting aspects of this album is it really brought out the division in people about whether they are or are not Tool fans. Because previous Tool albums, we didn't really have the the uh, social media down like we do when that came out. So I guess people sure, really yeah. didn't, didn't... They didn't have you, the you anger. To, to give some context, and this sounds insane, but the last time a new Tool album came out, YouTube was only a year old. 
<laughs> wow. Yeah. Ouch. Because YouTube only <laughs> came out in 2005. 10,000 Days came out in 2006. And there was nothing for 13 years. <laughs> but yeah, it, my, my, uh, when that <laughs> album came out, my Facebook feed started turning into I definitely hate Tool or I definitely love Tool. That's what I f- was for like a week. And I'm just going, oh. Wow, I didn't think this would be that big of a deal. It's a new Tool album. You're supposed to like it. Well, I tell you what, you know who who's upset with Tool right now is uh, Kanye West because evidently the new Tool album is outperforming the new Kanye West album. Oh well. <laughs> oh the well. New Tool album, the new Tool album's outperforming just about everything. That's true, is, man. Which is bizarre. Here's here's the great part about that. I don't I don't like CDs. Some people still love CDs uh, as a physical format. I've never really liked CDs. Okay. I, don't, I don't really like disc-based media. Discs get scratched, and then they're fucking worthless. Uh, you can disc doctor them all you fucking want, and then you got an ugly-looking CD, whatever. You know what I mean? Um, for the Xbox One, I have gone 100% digital. I have not bought a single disc-based game. And then for the Switch, the Switch doesn't even have discs. Uh, But even most of my Switch purchases have been digital. You know, there's very few cartridges that I own. I don't, I don't, and we're not going to, we're probably not going to be using this video footage, but right, almost directly behind me is a cabinet full of freaking CDs that I, if digital would have been a thing, I would have much rather had. Like, seriously, digital all the way. From here on out, the only time I buy physical is for vinyl. And that's where I'm at. So I'll buy vinyl for just about anything. Uh, I'm just on a mission to collect my favorite albums on vinyl. I feel like as far as a physical medium goes, that's that's the, let's say, neatest. Okay, And I don't care if that makes me a fucking hipster or whatever the fuck people want to call me for being a record collector in 2019 but vinyl has come back man you just gotta accept the fact that vinyl's back uh you know i'm too old to be have the the that whole hipster thing thrown at me and care yeah you just uh, had records your whole life i've just had records my whole life mine is not but then again mine's not even about nostalgia that's not why i have it i have it because i'm a musician okay and i like music and that is a piece of artwork. I love it. It's it it's more than just the 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 disc. It's all the stuff that comes with it. You get all the pictures and the giant things, the lyrics and stuff, and that's legible and it's big and it's huge. Right. You know, I and, like, and it, I feel like what I like about spinning a record is the experience of it because I like to listen to albums in their entirety, just like you're reading a book or you're watching right 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 and that's exactly to spend you know 45 minutes on average you know depending on what your fucking album is listening to if you feel like standing up and flipping it over yeah (laughs) no no, yeah i mean that's that's part of it man just like chilling out listening to a record i've got literally within two feet of me the turntable right over here uh and i'll just put on a record and chill and listen to it and it's like a whole little experience man like it's easy to pop a cd in your car and just have something playing you know while yeah, you're I mean, driving but that's not like that that's 
having something to listen to while you're driving. Sitting down and listening to a record and having to put the effort in to like flip it over and something. You're making time to enjoy something. Right. I in this day and age where dude, what, most people are at Spotify and Netflix, okay? So sure. they don't they don't have even digital downloads of things, they just Spotify it, you know? Well, no, and see, and then that's another thing about collecting records these days. If in uh, Nowadays, most records that are sold come with a digital download. So you right, have right, the right. record uh, in its physical form, and you also have the digital download to play yeah. in your car, play on your phone, what the fuck ever. I've actually only done that, like, three times, because, like, I already had the stuff I had on vinyl already. <laughs> well, Yeah. <laughs> Depending on what it is. See, yeah. like, I have long since lost a lot of my CDs. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 a while back, I bought an, uh, a Soundgarden CD that I didn't own on... A, a, a vinyl that I didn't own on any other format. And and it came with digital. I did that one. I think I did one of the peripheries uh, from a code. Well, no, that, that code actually came from them when I bought tickets. So I didn't get the vinyl. But yeah, I've only really done the digital download from like, you know, not owning a CD like three or four times. My CD ownership keeps diminishing somehow. And I already don't have a very impressive CD collection. Um, up until maybe about a year ago, I had three CDs. I wow. had The Book of Mormon and I had Michael Jackson's Thriller, uh, both on CD. The Broadway play, used, The Book of dude. Mormon. Uh, those two CDs were stuck in the Ford Fusions oh, uh, yeah. CD player, and then I <laughs> I got rid of the Fusion, and I just had to say goodbye to those CDs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you gave me uh, Simulation Theory by Muse, mm-hmm. uh, and... which is the one single <laughs> CD that I own today. I have the one funny CD. thing. The funny thing about that, I bought that pre-release on digital okay so whenever it started coming out i started getting the tracks you know right and then we bought tickets to go see them live they gave us one cd per ticket so i've still got like uh i think i've got two still unopened over here in how the many cabinet. how many of y'all went to see it uh, me julia nick oh okay 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 yeah so I, I've still got I still got the other two. They've never been opened because I didn't need to. That I had it in digital. You know what though? It's a good fucking album, boy. I it think, is. I think people uh, sleep on Muse a little bit. Uh, I have almost their entire album collection on my CD on my, on my phone. I, it's the whole whole thing. There's a couple of songs missing. There's like a song from uh, Twilight that's not on there. It's a good song. It's just it's only available on the soundtrack. So I've just kind of like sure. been. Eh. I would have been. <laughs> And then there's a couple of little singles that were only released as singles here and there that I don't have. I uh, I didn't get down with drones very much. Yeah. Um, what's the one before that? Third Law? Yes. Okay. Second so, Law. Second Law. Second Law. So Second, Second Law. Law, super great album. Loved yeah. it. Drones wasn't super about drones, but Simulation Theory I really liked. It went that, right? There's not anything else in between that I'm missing? Um, I don't think so. Uh, but yeah, I really wasn't feeling drones very much, but second law was a solid album. And then simulation theory is just so much fun, man. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. It's second law of thermodynamics and drones. And then yeah. Simulation theory before that you've got, uh, what is the name of this album? It's the one with the super massive black hole. No, no, no. No, Yeah. I don't remember the name of this album. 
That, come on. Stop that. The name of the album is not Muse. Come on. <laughs> um, it's a strange album, but it's got like Uprising on it and you know, the, uh, that. <laughs> and then uh, now before that, yeah, you have the one Massive and Starlight and stuff on it. And then then you've got the one with everybody's favorite, which is, you know, the Hysteria and, and Apocalypse, please. You know, but uh, there's that live thing. Well, simula- I've, I've got got all their albums well simulation theory is just a <clears throat> good cd to have in the car uh, yeah for whenever my phone's dead more or less that's about the only time i ever spin the cds i guess if i actually went over here i wouldn't actually know the names of the album because it would be listed out um i don't have a lot of new music to look forward to right now brent because like everybody's come out with ah. all their shit the Resistance, that's the name of that one. The Resistance. Yeah. Uh, yeah, their albums are Showbiz, Origin of Symmetry, then the, that's the live stuff, Absolution, Black Holes and Revelations, then Resistance, Second Law, and Drones and Simulation Theory. They've got a lot of official releases. Yeah, yeah, they do. Um, I think, honestly, unless, barring some <clears throat> unexpected announcement from some other band, like... I would love for System of a Down to say, hey, we're doing a fucking album. Or Rage Against the Machine, they're getting back together next year uh, for some shows. I would love to hear a new Rage Against the Machine album. Uh, But I think the next album that I'm looking forward to is the second Fart Bark album. (laughs) I I do know that uh, Darren just recently released some information. Darren from System of a Down? Yeah. He said, I, I didn't watch or read the interview, but it like posted up on my Twitter and I didn't like read it. About, but yeah, it was about talk- System of a Down or more stories yeah, on Broadway? No, about System of a Down. I didn't watch it though. Well, I know um, that they're touring. <clears throat> they are touring, yeah. yeah. I, I, but um, it was like an interview and there was something important in it and I didn't like watch it. I should have. The, the, but I didn't know we were doing this podcast until a couple of days ago. <laughs> sure, yeah. the the road The jury's still out on, as to whether or not they're going to get their shit together to make an album. Well, I <clears throat> excuse me. I have heard in the past that they have not even decided if they want to. I feel like uh, the, well, the drummer and the bassist definitely want to. <laughs> oh yeah, they do. But and... no, as far as. Surge and Darren, it's Darren. just a matter of like them uh, agreeing creatively on like the direction of the band and how <laughs> they want to like split royalties or whatever the fuck their dispute is. Yeah. Uh, and then Surge, you know, I don't feel necessarily that Surge found System of a Down as creatively uh, stimulating as uh as he wanted it to be so whenever Serge ventured out into his solo stuff his first solo album uh was pretty close to like a system of a down sound but then everything yeah. after that definitely went uh, a very Serge uh solo direction um, less metal and then you know darren's quote-unquote solo stuff uh with scars on broadway is very much so if System of a Down just kept going without Surge. Yeah. 
honestly, as far as music goes for me, I, I'm kind of in the same boat as you as I'm, I'm not anywhere where I'm looking forward to anything new. I'm not saying that if that I'm that there's no bands out there that aren't creating material that I will like. Right. I'm saying I haven't really actively jumped up and gone, who's putting out what and when. I haven't been paying attention to it at all. Um, I mean, the only reason that I even got excited about Tool is because we've known about it for what four hundred thousand years. Right. <laughs> approximately ten thousand days. Yeah, approximately ten thousand days. But <laughs> well, more than ten thousand days. Actually, how much? It's actually, how long it's is... actually well less than ten thousand. Yeah. Okay. okay. Ten thousand days I, is something like thirty years or some shit. Now, now I gotta know. I gotta know now. I gotta do some math. Just okay. divide ten thousand by three sixty-five, boy. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm gonna do. Twenty-seven point three nine seven two. Blah blah blah. Okay. Yeah. So, so roughly so, twenty-seven and a half years. Yeah. Uh, and we made it thirteen. So half 13, of that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Five thousand days. <laughs> Five thousand days. Yeah. <laughs> so we waited. We waited. <laughs> 5,000 days for the follow-up to 10,000 days, and it ended up being an album with half the tracks. So that's about, you know. Yes, but more time. That mathematically works out. Is it longer? I don't think it's longer than 10,000 um, days. Let's see. How I don't think as a whole. Like, I know the individual tracks are longer than most of the tracks on 10,000 days, but I think 10,000 days still has a longer running time. Let me, let me check. I think my phone tells me that information. 10,000 days is 1 hour 16. Uh, yeah. Fear Inoculum is 1 hour 27. Wow, really? Yeah. Is that including the bullshit, like, digital bonus tracks, though? It is, but those are, let's see. How, those how are long garbage. Are nobody nobody cares about those. How long are those? Oh, I just, I have to. Some, of, some of them are a couple minutes. That adds that adds to that running Two, time, man. 2.15. Are you now subtracting that from there? I'm, I'm just head mathing i'm not gonna like do an accurate it's chocolate chip trips on the whole thing right Cho yeah chocolate chip trips are real track no matter how much i hate it yeah 310 and then calling look man 13 years i'm allowed to hate one track on the new tool Me album all right yeah calling I voices i hate one track i, I like no. three wait okay, no sir. i I hate one track. I like four, and I love two. I pretty much like the whole album except for the the bonus tracks. Yeah, the bonus, tra the bonus tracks are unnecessary. So an extra nine minutes on Fear Inoculum. Uh, and it was one twenty-seven. So that yeah, that brings it down to like one eighteen, which is pretty much the same as uh ten thousand days. Yeah, one. 116 versus basically oh, okay. 116. 116 versus basically 117. So they're about the same length. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. That's okay. Uh, uh, the grudge, uh, grudge, lateralist is one hour 19. Yeah, but later, lateralis is a good album, boy. And anima is an hour 17. Well, that's like saying any of the two albums are bad. Uh, so far, the, the, the obviously, huh? <laughs> What's your least favorite Tool album? I don't know. And I I'm not even I'm not even going to include Opiate in that because I I just don't I don't include Opiate in that. I like Opiate. I um, it's an EP though, so. 
See, I, I would... I could tell you my least favorite single song, but overall, each album has like a special place, man. I feel um, like Undertow is probably my least favorite. Crawl Away, I hate Crawl Away the song. Yeah. Um, each album kind of has one song that I'm just like, nah. <laughs> I feel that way kind of about Ticks and Leeches, but I've kind of grown on Ticks and Leeches. Uh, as far as Ticks pure... and Leeches has grown on me. <laughs> as far as pure volume of music, I think that 10,000 Days has the least amount of music on it. I think 10,000 Days is extremely front heavy. Yeah. Like the first half of the album, fucking and then amazing. You get to, Pretty and much then you get everything the... after the pot. Is... Yeah, you get to like Light Pan Conjuring and you're kind oh of... Oh my god. Uh... I love Rosetta what is Stone. It? What is it? Oh no, see, Rosetta Stone is great, but it has the um, unfortunate privilege of following Lost Keys. Yeah, Lost Keys is kind of bizarre. Lost Keys non, is so non-music. worthless. It's non-music. But, you know, that's part of that's part of Tool is non-music tracks sometimes, you know? It's just it's something you go, I accept this. This exists. All right. <laughs> well, we're going over an hour right now. Are we? And Yeah. Yeah, boy. It, time flies when you're having fun. Uh, so, What other things are we going to talk about? Well, I feel uh, absolutely remiss if we didn't talk about the fact that you and I saw Jay and Silent Bob with Jay and Silent Bob last week. We did. We did absolutely see Jay and Silent Bob. I say last week. It was actually a week and a half ago, I guess now. Yeah, it was It was a little bit longer than that. It was the day before Halloween. But uh, Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes are touring around the country uh, with Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. They're screening the movie in some theaters, and uh, they're hosting it, and they're watching the movie with you. And there's a Q&A after, which I didn't get to ask my question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I digress. Uh, it was still really cool to to watch them, you know, tour the movie and get to see them live and in person and hear them bullshit about, you know, this, that, or the other, how they made the movie, what, they, what their experiences were making the movie. And uh, it was just a blisteringly funny fucking movie man it really was i i'm i i like the fact that it's it's basically a self-aware reboot movie right yeah and and it's it's great it it completely dissects reboots and sequels while in of itself being a reboot and sequel Mm -hmm. uh to a movie that you know jay and silent bob strike back it has its audience. Yes. And it's not a bad movie. It's not a bad movie, no. But it's yeah. easily the stupidest of the View Askew movies, right? Uh, yeah. An argument can be made for Mallrats, because I'm not a huge fan of Mallrats. Really? I actually, I, yeah, man. I, I, I rewatched all of them leading up to you know us going to see Reboot, and Mallrats just hasn't aged well for me. And I don't know mm. if it's performances, I don't know if it's the writing, I don't know if it's the plot itself, I don't know if it's the slapstickiness of it. It's just like, Clerks is amazing. Clerks is my first and foremost. Yes, it is. It, it will always be amazing to me. And I thought maybe over time Dogma wouldn't have aged well, but Dogma's still super fucking funny. It is great, it is great. Uh, Chasing Amy. Uh, great movie. It's, it's a more character movie kind of like clerks 
Um, it's also one of the few that doesn't feel like it's in that universe, but it is. Yeah, I could feel that. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's definitely got its moments. It's not the most exciting View Askew movie, but right, right. It, it's, it's, it has its purpose. Okay. And then Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back was just kind of like, okay, well, let's like cherry pick like a greatest hits fucking montage, more or less. That's that's basically the, what it was of the movies that we've done and then mm-hmm. like you know kind of poke fun at ourselves uh along the way and make this silly jay and silent bob movie where they go to hollywood to stop them from making a silly jay and silent bob movie in of yeah, itself got, it was already aware you know it was already mark self-aware. hamill and all sorts of crazy guest stars in it right. that that is that is the charm of that movie is there are a lot of crazy guest stars in that movie right so then you not ha- just yeah not just like you know old characters brought back just new right. stuff new characters right and a, a sequel to goodwill hunting hunting season <laughs> <laughs> that, I, i'm glad they somebody brought that up <laughs> uh, so um then reboot <laughs> came out and uh i mean it's kind of come out they're doing the tour and then every city they tour in it's got like screenings after the fact like there are a couple of uh theaters in houston that are still showing it uh, right but, it's actually doing well at the box office too i mean so you know for for how small the release is yeah yeah i should say so uh but um i didn't expect much more than jane silent bob strike back uh you know kind of just right, right, right. tongue-in-cheek fucking Let's just have fun while making a movie movie because that's more or less what Jane Silent Bob Strike Back was. It was just them having a fucking blast. Right. Uh, and this movie feels like that too. It's, it definitely feels like them just having a blast with the material and with the cast that they you know cobbled together for this movie. Lots of great cameos. Lots of great comedic performances. Uh, Molly Shannon's in there. Fucking uh, Shannon Elizabeth is there. Uh, they got both Fred Ben Affleck... And uh, 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 Matt Damon, Matt Damon in there. Uh, Fred Armisen's in there, and I love Fred Armisen and just about anything he's in. Uh, so lots of really cool. Uh, fucking Chris Hemsworth is in there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, he would never be in such a movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, man, it's like a really cool collection of people. Um, kind of akin to the first movie where he just got crazy cameos and everything but along the way they're still self-referencing they're still making fun of you know themselves yeah. and the movies that came before and adding jokes to the movies that came before and, and they building give, off of those jokes and building off of real life experiences and jokes they even throw down their typical kind of comedy where they're they're like in the same scene they self-reference things you know right. it's like and we, and you know, what who, what kind of person would like do this? And, and they all they look, look around at the camera. <laughs> like, who the fuck would go and see Jay and Silent Bob again? <laughs> uh, um, but then they how, threw where, in an extremely heartfelt story at the core of yeah, it. There's a, yeah, there is a really good storyline. It, it started off, like you said, like seeming like it was just going to be them. Rehash this silly, dumb little movie, but then it Mm -hmm. just ended up having so much heart, man. Like really tugged on like my daddy feels. It's fucked up, man. I went to see it to laugh my tits off. I didn't expect to like get hit in the feels. It was good. 
It was really, really good, man. So I highly recommend uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot to anybody that's ever, you know, given the time of day to any of Kevin Smith's movies. Uh, go have where a do watch. You, where do you stand on Clerks 2? I love Clerks 2. Okay. I, I feel like, okay, so I feel like um, Clerks 2 was for Clerks as reboot was for Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, right? Now, right. Clerks, Clerks 2 was a little stupider than Clerks. Um, right. But it still had this heart yeah. at, at its core that was mostly absent from the first movie because the first movie wasn't about having a heart. The first movie was about let's make a movie that nobody's right. made really. It's just like people I, working in this uh you know convenience store and I still like the fact that they the uh, time. I still like the fact that they stuck to the whole one venue, one scene, basically idea where they're it's dialogue. You know, they're not like traveling all over the place. Like sure. They did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, they stuck to the original clerk's idea where you're, you're stuck there. Right. Yeah. It's, it's mostly in the, in the restaurant. And then you have like the detour where they go like go-karting and shit. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they had the, the cut, uh, cut funeral scene. Right. From yeah. The, so. And hockey on the rooftop. Oh yeah, hockey on the rooftop. I love that scene. That could that that in and of itself just makes me. I, I gotta go watch that again. We'll see, I might like, do that tomorrow. <laughs> we'll see, like Clerks too. So you take Randall, who you know is Randall. Randall's just like the comic relief guy, and uh, you give him this story arc where he's kind of like working in this fucking fast food restaurant. Just like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? And kind of pining for going back to the quick stop. And then there's a real emotional beat when they're both in jail. And Dante's like, yeah, well, what's your great plan? What the fuck would you do? And he's like, I'd buy the quick stop. And I'd reopen it myself. And uh, it's just this real, like, realization of uh, maturity for Randall. So going to reboot, that's kind of like taking that same concept and applying it to Jay, who's always just been the stoner snoochy boochies, you know, doing nothing with his life fucking character. And they give him a purpose. They give him a higher calling and they follow through on it really, really well, man. It's really well handled and really well delivered. It elevates that character to a new plane. Uh, I love uh, that. The, the ending the the post credit scene is great. <laughs> well, we don't want to we don't want to spoil nothing, Brent. I know, I know. Stay for the post credits. Trust me. Oh, stay trust through, me. Stay through all the credits. The, all of, all, all of the credits. credits. There's footage. the credits are another movie. <laughs> yeah, there's there's literally footage playing through the entirety of the credits. I mean, of that movie. we could throw out some stuff that they won't get from the movie because you know Kevin Smith kind of threw us some goodies that aren't technically in the movie. Like, you know, the fact that, like that, like, there's some, there's sure, some great sure. stuff. Yeah, there's some great stuff that happened <laughs> at post credit. They're not necessarily directly in the movie, but they are worth staying for. If you see it in theaters, if you watch it at home, watch it at home. Please sit and watch the whole thing. That would be kind of weird. But <laughs> Well, like I said earlier, yeah. approximately 12 minutes earlier, we are mm-hmm. over our hour. All right. Uh, so we're going to wrap things up. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll speculate about the cartoon next week. Okay. How about that? All right. So 
thank you everybody for listening. This has been the Brain Old Geekage Podcast episode oh, 50. Um let's let's just episode. do let's do a bunch of these. This has been the Brain Old Geekage Podcast episode 50. This has been the Brain Old Geekage Podcast episode 51. 52. 53, 54, 55, 56. No, we're not that far. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we're that far either. I'm just, you know, giving a little buffer because okay. I know we have the last episode that's actually up is episode 49. Right. And then we have, no, we definitely have a 50. Yeah, we definitely have like, we definitely have like uh, episode 53, I feel like. And then there may be an episode 54 laying in there somewhere. So this Maybe. could be episode 55. But I'm probably going to be lazy ass and release this as episode 50. Okay. So let's just honestly, call this episode 50. <laughs> honestly, considering the content of the previous ones up to 50. Right. Just, they're all irrelevant now. They're all out yeah. of date. Um, next week, we need to talk about Into the Florpus. So we both need to rewatch it and make sure we're fresh on that. I'm super fresh on Enter the Florpus because I watched okay. it like five times whenever it came out. And it's so <laughs> fucking great. And, um,. Yeah, because I really want to talk about it under the Forpus. We just didn't have time. Yeah, we could do that. We could definitely do that. Of course, we could plan out the podcast maybe more than an hour before doing a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just text me. We just decided to be recording shit again. Yeah. Just text me on Fridays. What, 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 what you want to talk about? And then if I need to add anything, I can and text you back. Sounds like a plan. For Brent Tisdale, my name is Joshua Cox. This has been the Brain on Geekage Podcast, episode 50. Thank you so much for listening. Brent, roll that beautiful bean for That's on you. I need a beer. Stop recording.